I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast, everybody. I am Julio. I'm joined by my pal, Francis. Here I am. How are you, Francis? Good, bud. What's happening? Dude, so... I, I want to get right into it. I have right. a very funny story. Oh, good. Here so we go. <laughs> I went to this wedding in Nashville. Um, it was awesome. I want to talk about Nashville. But we were kind of sharing stories about like shitty situations that guys have gotten into. Mm-hmm. And I've told my Quavo story about like how I thought Quavo banged my ex-girlfriend. Um, Quavo from the Migos. Culture 3 is out, by the way. Very good album. I really liked it. Um, but I'm obviously over that. But dude, I heard a story that puts that one to shame. Okay. Okay. So. Good. So this guy, uh, a buddy of mine told me this story. One of his, this happened to one of his friends. So his friend and his friend's girlfriend went to see a Michael Buble concert. Oh, nice. They're in the, they're in the audience, whatever. It's great. It's great. Michael Buble keeps like locking eyes with her in the, in the audience. Wow. And it gets, starts to get to the point where the boyfriend's like a little like uncomfortable, but it's, it is what it is. They somehow end up getting invited backstage. He invites the boyfriend to come backstage too. They're both back there. And uh, whatever, whatever, they're hanging out. They get, they exchange numbers and he, Michael Buble starts texting the girl. You know, it, this is obvious where this is going. Michael Buble ends up banging the girlfriend and they end up dating. So she breaks up with the guy and is now dating Michael Buble. Wow. Okay. So dude, listen how good this is. A couple years later, <laughs> the guy gets a new girlfriend. They want, she wants to go to a Michael Buble concert. No. Dude, it's, it's even better than you think it's going to be. They're in there. They're close again. <laughs> yet again, Michael Buble starts locking eyes with the girlfriend. And yet again, they get invited backstage. The guy can't believe it. He's like, I cannot believe this is happening again. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so they're backstage hanging, hanging. Michael Buble pulls him aside. He's like, hey, man, I just want you to know I'm not going to do that to you again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, he, and he didn't. And he did not? No. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Michael Buble ends up becoming the biggest bro ever at the end of this story. Did Michael Buble <laughs> remember the guy? Yes. And did he invite them backstage again as because he had done this to him before? I believe so. I believe that he was just wanted to reassure him. That, oh, my God. Don't dude. worry, dude. I wouldn't and, do that to you again. I mean, here's my question. <laughs> do you go to the second Michael Buble concert with your with your girlfriend? Do like that's a really good question because once you're there you can't turn down the backstage that's thing. my question like it's a really good question dude i think you're right i think you just like don't go i would never have gone if a michael buble had stolen my girlfriend i would not have gone you don't go i wouldn't support him by buying concert tickets again dude absolutely absolutely dude so I d- funny i do love michael buble though yeah no he's great birds on a field there's nothing you can do man you know how i feel i know that's not the the lyric and i'm feeling good what's the first line birds flying high. birds flying high not not on a field they're not in a field they're they're up in the air um but dude so i went to this wedding it was a southern wedding it was so much fun first of all no one told me how much of a fucking clusterfuck nashville is dude buddy holy fuck is like I don't even know how to. It's like Vegas or something. I've never seen so many people partying for no reason. Yeah. There was no game. There's nothing. And the streets were just mobbed with mobbed, people, bro. Mobbed. Like, you could. It, it was nuts. Mm-hmm. No one told me about that. Yeah. Like, they're like, you know, trust me, it's crazy. I mean, you guys obviously know. It was just totally bonkers. The first time I went to Nashville, I thought it was the most fun place I'd ever been. It's so fun. I'd been before, but I'd never, I wasn't there on a night where it was like popping off. It, it's as good as people say it is. And it, it, really doesn't even, is. it almost doesn't even matter what night you go. Totally. Every night of the week is absolute music, mayhem, people getting fucked up. Totally. Just, yeah, crazy. Dude, it was funny. Like, it ended up being one of those things where like everybody's so fucked up that you inevitably just end up in these confrontations. Like, cab drivers were trying to rip us off. Like, getting home was so stressful. Like, Guys, like, give us four, give me 40. We're like, what? Like, mm-hmm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. was like obviously really shitty, but also just like really wasted people. Like, there was this guy just kind of like hovering over our, our group. 
And at one point, Hillary just turns to him and she's like, you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she does and he goes, that. he goes, what? I didn't do anything. And I'm like, oh God, this is, am I just, am I going to end up getting into a fight with this guy now? And then yeah. it, it sort of fizzled down. But dude, it was just, then the cab driver, this one cab driver tells us that he's a stand up comedian. I'm like, oh great. Mm-hmm. Puts on his set for us in the car. No. Wow. And I was like, oh God. And it's just him just like shitting on white people. <laughs> I'm like, this 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 is the only scenario where this is fine. Like it's fine to like show people your artwork where you're shitting on them. Yeah. And like they just have to sit there and take it. I love it. Dude, it was it was fucking crazy. But all in all, a very fun weekend. Southern weddings are always a good time. They they are. Yeah. Where how far outside of where was it in Nashville? So the wedding itself was in Murfreesboro which is like probably 45 out. It shouldn't have been. It took us like two hours to get to the wedding. We actually got there as it was starting. Like the mm, bride was sitting mm-hmm. in the back of a golf cart ready to start walking. Yeah. But what happened, they found a dead body on the side of the road. So like they shut down the highway. What, was they driving up Mount Everest? Dude, <laughs> people in the, in, we were in a sprinter and we were late. Like all the girls started just bugging out. They were like, oh my God, we're going to miss the wedding. Like da, da, da. It just, the stakes were just so high. Unbelievable. Um, and we ended up getting there on time. And, By the way, uh, why do they call those sprinter vans? I don't think I don't those know. vans go particularly fast. I don't know why it's called that. Uh. Um, but it was fun. Dude, something funny happened, though, and I'm, I'm curious about your, your thoughts on this. So yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the bathroom, and it's taking forever. Like, whoever's in there, it's taking forever. And a per- the person, like, some person came over, and she's like, what's going on? Is there someone in there? And then she started banging on the door to try to help me. And then she just walked away. Mm-hmm. So now it just seems like I was the one who was banging on the door, <laughs> which is annoying because I, I was waiting. I wasn't going to do that. And then when the guy walks out, you don't want to be like, oh, I, that actually wasn't me knocking. Yeah. Some, some drunk person came and she knocked and she said, she's over there somewhere. Uh-huh. And I told the girl, I was like, why did you do that? I was like, now he's going to think it was me. And she was drunk and then it just became awkward. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, all in all, a good time, dude. Cool, man. Uh, yeah. You guys split a hotel. You stayed in a hotel room. We stayed in, in like a real in a hotel that actually like sucked. It was like a new hotel, um, uh, but it was fine. I mean, whatever. Um, let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you? And if this is too personal, I apologize. It's okay. Do you and the hill dog knock boots every time you stay in a hotel? <sighs> um. Let's put it this way. Yes. <laughs> hey, oh, There's just no other way. Like, there's no, it's fun, dude. It's just, pipe, pipe. To be honest, dude, I think that even if there was a situation where we were just both feeling terrible, I think we would still at least try you, to like have a little fun in the sack just to make sure that, that we know that we are committed to showing each other we still got it. It's to me, it's more <laughs> like getting your money's worth from the hotel as a couple (laughs) you because you you can destroy it yeah and uh some it would trouble me if i spent a whole weekend in a hotel with my girlfriend and we did not have sex it would be be troublesome because if you're not having sex in a hotel bed well yeah where are you where are you having sex (laughs) right um and i I just think that the moment you get there, there's something. So, it's hotel rooms are an aphrodisiac. Yeah, you feel like you're having an affair with your girlfriend. <laughs> you know, like we've snuck into this hotel and uh, we better be quick, or our p- parents will find out. <laughs> I wonder how we're not back at lunch yet, <laughs> dude. It's funny. We like gotten a little tiff one afternoon. Like mm. I think that maybe the first afternoon we were there, and it's funny when we squash a beef. Like if we've been fighting, we shake hands. Oh, I love that. I love like one that. Person around, we go, like, put her there, pal. Good on you. Good on <laughs> yeah. you. Dude, one thing I've noticed that's funny. Have you noticed that white people, when they dance, they like they have to do activities? Like they have to be doing a thing. Like they do the lawnmower or they uh-huh. they do the sprinkler. Uh-huh. Or they, they like mimic other things to make up for the fact that we're not that rhythmic of a group of people. I think at this point dude that white people we <laughs> have been made fun of so much for being bad at dancing that we are almost trying to own the stereotype interesting it, it's almost as if it's almost as if like you, you know how certain movie actors 
get made fun of for so many things, like something so many times that they become the thing that they're made fun of. Like, yeah, like Joey on Friends. Sort of. I think, sure. I was but, thinking more like, uh, almost like Robert De Niro. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. Robert De Niro. He can lean into the, hey. Yeah, like, plays a bad impression of himself. Right, sometimes, yeah. Almost. Yeah. With the exception of like the Irishman, like he still has it, obviously. But you know the range that he exhibited early in his career is gone. Now right. he's basically just one guy. Um, <laughs> and I think white people are doing the same thing, right. right? You can only hear so many jokes about white people not being able to dance that you become so insecure and, and self conscious about it that then when you're actually called upon to dance, you fulfill. The, the stereotype right. you fulfill the joke and you say like let's look stupid yeah here's Shooting my shopping cart here's my sprinkler yes. uh, dude another funny one that i had never seen that i thought was actually really funny spencer the groom when it was his turn to kind of go in the circle and dance he did basketball stribbling <laughs> and then he did an alley-oop to himself and like he threw the ball up and everyone's waiting waiting and when he fucking dunked it it was like oh yeah right that's pretty funny we all are, are pretty kind to dancers at weddings yeah i mean i've seen some dance circles where people were doing things and i i guess people they would do it some move and then people would cheer and i was like you people have low have you never watched dancing with the stars or yeah. like the jabberwockies or <laughs> you know any kind of save the last dance movie right. it's sort of to your point like the people who clap for those people are also clapping when the plane lands <laughs> like, easily amused the plane, I would say. Dude, that's a total, dude yeah what here's my advice to you if you're not good at dancing don't do the worm first of all the worm the worm is not impressive you're if you if you get down and start doing the worm you're really embarrassing your date and you're really embarrassing yourself it's bad Put it's the worms bad. back on the worm farm. Yeah. No worm. You're no. you're better off. You can get through a night of dancing by uh, singing the words to like Mr. Brightside when that comes on by the killers <laughs> and jumping around. That's yeah, that's a big one. And then work. when they play like What's My Age Again by Blink-182, you know, you, you do you sing along and jump around with your arms around people. And then just twirl your date every minute on the minute. E-mom, as they say in CrossFit <laughs> workouts. Um, and she'll be happy. Maybe dip her once, <laughs> twice. You don't need to know steps. But dude, also, but, but, but additionally, the singing along can only go so far. I would actually advise you, there are certain songs do not sing along to. Don't sing along to nowadays. Everybody want to talk like they got something to say. What? Like, forgot Who's about playing. Forgot for, about Dre at the wedding. They always play. Forgot about. Do Dre. they really play that at the wedding? And everybody always thinks that it's impressive that they know the Eminem part, but it's not because everybody knows the Eminem part. Well, and I, it's really I knew the Dr. Dre part, but there were so many N bombs in it that I found myself swallowing a lot. You know, <laughs> you just weren't talking I about. was always swallowing in the N word parts. Forgot about Dre. It's so yeah. it's an, <laughs> the swallowing is funny all right dude, but lastly if you're not a good dancer don't make a face to compensate for the fact that you're not good at dancing no biting of the lower lip no biting of the lip no making the fizzle face like no no mm. no silly faces just make a normal face uh -huh. be simple like like he said in hitch right here yeah this is you right here but this is you right here yeah but That's dude it. hitch hitch is another one that just put everyone in a place of being self-conscious Maybe, it but it's true. It did the same thing that all those jokes did. And everyone, and, and, and the problem is that people aren't having fun when they're self-conscious. Yeah, it's true. Your best bet, as I said, is sing along some it. of the words. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with being just enthusiastic. If you have fun on the dance floor and you're sweating, people look at you and they're like, I don't care if that guy's good or bad at dancing. Yeah, that's true. He's just committed. He's himself. Yeah, I guess that can be true. But then there's also some people that really make it. You're like, oh, okay. I like reinforcing. Like, dude, there was this waspy lady who was literally just convulsing. She was just shake. Like, this is her dancing. She was just doing this. And I was like, hmm. and she didn't have a condition. Hmm. It's just like, <laughs> this is the, this is bad well how old was she bad. it's probably 55 60 See, those people they'll show up at a wedding they are out of their element friend <laughs> they don't know what to do with themselves and they should be locked you know 
arm in arm, one around the waist, one in holding the other hand, and they should be waltzing. <laughs> right. They should be slow waltzing around. Right, dude, totally. Let the kids table, you know, TikTok it up. <laughs> Let the kids table dab. Waltzing it yeah. up. But dude, it was in a big backyard and it was it, they they did their own fireworks. It was like it was really cool. It was wow. Really, it was a really fun uh, a really fun, lovely wedding. Big fireworks at a wedding. You don't see that too often. Yeah, man. Um, they were just shooting them off like, and in a really impressive form. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Let me tell you something. This all speaks to just owning who you are and last time when we went to Raina's birthday on the boat i was uh getting dressed dressed for it and i thought okay well we're going on a boat and i'm going to wear yacht attire <laughs> so i wore white sort of uh cream linen pants that i rolled quite high just in case you know the the boat started to sink didn't want my <laughs> pants to get <laughs> wet <laughs> And then I wore deeply uncomfortable loafers. And then I had this blue striped button down. But here was the cherry on top. Yes, I was like, how are you not going to include the cherry? I was putting some schmutz in my hair because <laughs> I know that the old sea breeze can lead to a rather disheveled head. Schmutz. And I was schmutzing it up and I, I don't like to wear hair product very often because I oftentimes have I said this before? I don't think so. I hate wearing gel in my hair or any kind of hold because invariably I end up exercising or, or sweating and then the sweat drips into my eyes and when it's full of that hair paste mm. it makes you even more it stings quite a bit. So you don't have any product in your hair right now? No. Oh, interesting. No. You're just, you, you've like trained your hair to be kind Well, I get out of the shower. I sort of set it when it's still wet the way I want it to look, and then I just leave it for the oh, rest nice. of the day. Interesting. But you're going on a boat. You have sea breeze to worry about, to contend with. And I therefore put the schmutz in. <laughs> and as I'm schmutzing, I start playing around with it like a kid in a <laughs> bathtub and a handful of bubbles. And sort of pushed it into a mohawk dude francis shows up with the full faux hawk and i was like oh, fun <laughs> mohawk nobody will see that coming francis does not disappoint by having at least one novelty item whether it's his hair or his shirt and not now i'm almost night. yeah I, I have you in my ears sort of <laughs> when i'm getting dressed with that in mind don't but be self-conscious i i no, but i'm saying you you spur me to oh, it good 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 um it's so great. i i had this mohawk and i was like fuck yeah <laughs> i am, am rocking a full-blown mohawk tonight dude fuck yes and i just left it and i showed up to this party and you know people made assumptions were you telling me that you watched the heads turn as I arrived on the boat. I may have been telling you that. Yeah. And you could you said that everyone was like, fuck this guy. No, I didn't say that. Maybe maybe Abba said that. Abba would definitely Abba say Abba was that. like, I was watching the faces of people as you arrived. <laughs> but let me tell you something. By the time we were passing under the Brooklyn Bridge, mm -hmm. some 45 minutes upon setting sail, people who had originally they were they were coming up to me and they were like you know when i first saw you i didn't like your mohawk are you serious but now <laughs> i've become quite adjusted to it and i and i like it and you're pulling it off and it's <laughs> that all, actually happened yeah people oh had God. come around on the mohawk that is fucking and hilarious. the rest of the day you know i i was the guy <laughs> w letting his peacock feathers fly <laughs> just living as himself brushing off any you know mildly passive aggressive attacks on the mohawk dude, that's and great saying i am who i am and, and ricky gave me the best compliment he was like dude you 
are who you are and you lean into it and it's great. That is nice. That is very, very sweet. That's so, a very nice compliment. But I, I have one more thought to say, which was that I had this sort of standoff with another comedian, Ashley Gavin. Oh. Uh, Do who, I know her? I, I think I, so. I think it may, the name sounds familiar. Yeah. And she's a good comic. And she, we, we were talking to uh, two other non-comedians. And then she started making comedian jokes about me, but being like, you look like you own the boat. You look All like right. yada, 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 privilege, privilege, privilege. And I, and I was like, well, where did you grow up? And she goes, right here. In the, and I was like, Manhattan? She goes, yeah. And I go, what, <laughs> what school did you go to? And she said, Dalton. And I was like, <laughs> Dalton elite school in the is... <laughs> I was like, you're, you're me. <laughs> <laughs> you're who you just said you I am. You and I would have been debutante ball dates. <laughs> Why, like, your parents would have asked me to escort you and learn you know the steps like well what are we talking about here we have the same fucking that's funny man so and then she then she backed off but we we as as you like to say we almost shook hands after it was was a well uh, salvo so okay that's funny man yeah all right well as you guys know we are very excited to be partnering with the cereal company magic spoon oh yeah we love it. I actually love the spoon. In between recording today, I've already eaten half of this box of the cocoa magic spoon grain feast. Dry cereal. fisting it. I've been just fucking dry fisting the hell out of it. Yeah, we it's love so the good. spoon. Zero grams of sugar, between thirteen and fourteen grams of protein per serving, as well as four grams of net carbs. This stuff is healthy. It's delicious. It will bring out the child in you without having to feel like shit from all the sugar. It's just like so healthy and so That's delicious. That's it. That's absolutely right. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. <laughs> you can mix those flavors all the way up, by the way. Uh, you mix the cocoa and the peanut butter, and you got a peanut butter cup, and that's, boy, who doesn't love that? I'm literally playing the fucking crossword puzzle. On the they got they right got now. a maze on mine. When was the last time you did a maze? There, it's dude. Mazes are so. Fun. When was the last time you did a maze on a box instead of one that was in hedges that was terrifying? <laughs> I used to have a maze book. Did you? Yeah, it was uh, real. I loved it too. It was good so for fun. you. I know. All right, so go to magicspoon.com/oops to grab a variety pack and try it today, and be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout to save five dollars off your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops and use the code oops to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon. So, dude, I have a question for you. Um, Hillary went to dinner with her friend and her friend's older boyfriend. Uh, he's much older. I think he's probably like at least 20 years old. At, at what point is there like a specific age difference where you go into that dinner knowing that the boyfriend is going to pay for everyone. Because mm. at this current age, I don't necessarily feel pressure if I'm going to dinner with like Hillary and her friends or something. Even though I'm a little bit older than her, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be paying. Well, okay. Was it just Hillary, her friend, and then that old man? <laughs> yes. That's it? Yes. Okay, so then if you, if you had been on that date, would you have expected him to cover the four of you interesting no i would split it with him yeah he and i would split it so then it's not so much a question of older man it's just a question of him being the only man i don't think that's true necessarily because dude if i go with hillary and a friend it doesn't necessarily mean i'm picking it up we usually all just pay so you think that by virtue of him just being you know the older guy a, a vietnam war draft dodger <laughs> that he has to pick up the bill. It just seems squidge to me to not pick it up, dude. What's that? Squid. It's just squidge. It's like, dude, squidge. Sounds like what you'd use to clean a windshield. That's <laughs> yeah, true. No, it's just like, it's like a whack. It's like weird to be like really much older than everybody and like not be picking up the bill in that scenario. What does he opinion. do? I don't know. Is it, are, can we presume he's successful? Yeah. Look, if he's a teacher, no disrespect to teachers, but. Maybe he's not making a ton of money. If he shows up in a in a, a suit, and he's you know unbuttoned his shirt no, from a long dude. day at Goldman, then yeah, you okay, expect fine, him to pick up the bill, dude. Suit schmoot, dude. I don't think you need like if he's not in a suit. If you're older, you're you should be paying, dude. If you're way older than everybody, 
you should be paying for that. Interesting. That's my thought. I think that, but, but is there like an age difference? Is it like 20 plus years? That means you automatically have to pay for the dinner. I mean, if, it's, if there's 10 people, it's different. But if it's like your girlfriend and her, and her friend, or even your girlfriend and her two friends. How many girls, th- th- I mean, it's an, this is a complicated one. Because I know a few girls who date guys old. No, 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 no. What I mean is, is there a number of girls that could go out to dinner together where that guy comes, where it's too many girls for him to have to cover? I think there comes a point where he just wouldn't be at that dinner. It, like you said, it, it would be too weird to be the odd man out in a group of too many women. Okay. So I think that more than three, I don't even see him being at the dinner. All more right, than so three total girls. You're saying three girls, two girls, he should be paying no matter what because he's an old man. Yes. But if you're on that <laughs> dinner with three girls, two girls, you should not be paying because you're not an old man. Correct. What if your girlfriend were 21 and she was with another 21-year-old friend and you're yourself? I'm probably paying. So then it's an age gap. Yes. Yes. That's my point. I think. Yeah. Yes. Age gap. But also like a 21 year old is like a child sort of not. They're not like a child, but like, you know, she's in college. Like how we're, we're splitting it. Like maybe if her parents are super rich or something, but if not, like I'm paying. I mean, I just think there are all sorts of extenuating circumstances here that re- re- that can kind of lead to a, a feel of the situation. No, definitely. And in your mind, it's a no-brainer that that guy should be picking it up. Did he not pick it up? He picked it up. And I said to her before the dinner, or and if I didn't, I thought it, and then I remembered to ask her after, and he did. He paid. I I, I specifically asked. She was she didn't make she didn't make a big deal out of it. I did. I don't want to like put her. I'm trying to think about. I think if, she would have been if fine. My with it girlfriend if he didn't. and I and one of her friends went out to dinner. Yes. Okay. So here's where here's why it makes sense, and it's not to me about age. It's that. It's that. They know I'm paying for my girlfriend. Okay. So do you then, always pay for her when you guys go out? Just about. Yeah. Okay. I'd say. And I, dude, I watched you pull a fucking move and a half, dude. I got a fucking semi immediately from how fucking sexy this was. Francis and I crashed his girlfriend's dinner. The dinner was over, and Francis picked up the fucking bill for everybody. I had to fucking, t- I had to do a tuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> kind of waiting on Venmos from those people. Uh, kind of thought they would, would have sent them by now. <laughs> uh, wasn't so much a gesture as just a, let's make this easy. Uh, <laughs> not really sure where they are. Maybe it's a, maybe they're celebrating Juneteenth. I don't know. Whatever it may be. So, um, so look back back to this ish, this specific thing, right? If my girl, if I'm with my girlfriend and a friend of my girlfriend, they the friend both of them know that I'm paying for my girlfriend and myself, mm-hmm. which means that what I'm then going to ask the one remaining person to pay a third of the meal. Interesting. So that's okay. My, to for the sake of that, I might as well pick up the whole thing. Fair enough. So this is the thing, though. I. I would say Hillary and I are splitting the vast majority of the time. There was a time earlier in our relationship where I would pick it up every once in a while. And obviously early on you pay Mm -hmm. and guys like you have to pay early on. I don't, whatever. Maybe that sounds fucking like archaic or whatever, but you got to pay. You're going on a fucking date pay dude, or don't go on the date. Mm -hmm. Like it's ridiculous. Even the first few dates, whatever. So we're typically splitting. Um, So if we go to lunch and her and her friends comes, that continues. And I, I, and I think the friends typically always expect that they're going to be paying as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel bad about that. Like that doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, not to mention, I mean, Hillary does very well for herself too. Like she doesn't need me to pay for her. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Right. I'm absolutely. But I know your girlfriend does really well for herself too. And yeah. So, so the way we usually do it is if we have a date night, uh, like a dinner uh-huh. and I make a reservation and all that, I, I, I pay for her, but she always offers, but that's I'm, cute. but I'm like, no, I got it. And that's a cute way to like, not let the romance wear off. Yeah. But, but nice gesture to offer, you know, if we go out to a, an impromptu brunch, mm-hmm. sometimes as she'll pick that up. Oh, cool. Um, so it's that, but then you, when you live together, you know, we're, we're doing all these whole foods runs, mm-hmm. m- multiple hundreds of dollars in groceries right. each week. 
uh, and you know, you you kind of just the money seems like it shakes out. Right, right. It ends up kind of you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I <laughs> ever since we started loading up the podcast with ad reads, I haven't been worried as much about money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Dude, awesome. So I have another really fucking funny update that I'm excited to talk Good. about. I, I do have a an email from or a message from a listener about living together. Oh, do you want to do that? Well, it might it might go well on the heels of what we were of just us. talking about? Yeah. Let's do that first. All right. So let me let me I got this message from somebody and I, I think it's a, a pretty fascinating sort of tale uh and one that will speak to a lot of people. So um this is from a guy named Juan. Juan. Yeah. Uh so he goes, uh, big fan. Uh, I'm in need of some oops, the podcast advice. Love it. I have been dating my girlfriend for almost 3.5 years. <laughs> I'm now 26. She's 28. She moved in with me a month into us dating. Damn. We both thought it was a bit early, but we were happy with doing so anyway. Parentheses. She doesn't pay bills. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to now. I don't like where I'm at life-wise. And when I stand back and think, do I want to marry her? The answer is no. I hate that I have to break up with her, but I just don't want to marry her. We've been down the road of trying to repair ourselves, and I can't wait any longer. My question is, how do I do it in the most caring way possible? I know it's going to be devastating for her, and I want to be as gentle as possible. I don't think she has anywhere to go since she can't afford an apartment. Help me out, please. I'll even become a Patreon subscriber. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, uh, my question is, like, is he just, he doesn't like where he's at in his career? There are, that's, it's like some of those details are confusing. Yeah, it's a little confusing, but let's, let's take some of it at face value. Let's just say that the, the, the relationship's broken and he needs to tell her that she needs to move out. Yeah, but like, is the only reason he's doing this because he doesn't like where he's at? Because that's not a good reason to break up with someone because you don't think you can support her. Like, why not have that conversation instead of just breaking up with her prematurely? Okay, so, right. I mean, I, we could we could tackle it from that, which, you know, which is like, how could they fix the that's relationship? That's just undeniable to me. This idea that like, he doesn't, he doesn't like where he's at financially, it sounds like. I don't think he's in love with her anymore. Okay. Okay. That's sort That's of my assumption. Okay. Okay. And I, I think it'll untangle it a bit yeah. for us if we go along that. Um but 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 the question remains really, uh, you know, obviously there's tons of crazy details in here, like she doesn't pay, she doesn't know where to go, all of that. But the question really for me is like, how do you ask someone to move out? You yeah. How do you break up with someone you live with who moves out? And how long does that take? What's the process? Right. So this is what I would say. Um, you can do a sort of like interim period where you're like, we're breaking up. You can take some time to find a place. You can stay here, obviously, until then. You can do that. What if she says or he says, I'm not leaving. I pay for this place. too. Right. So then in that case, he goes, find a place. I'll help you pay for it for X amount of time. I think that's like a perfectly civil thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if she's like, I'm not leaving, then he'll be like, okay, well then you have to pay. And then she won't be able to. So that's not even something to worry about. And I think at the end of the day, you just have to do what you have to do. And that's it. It's going to suck for a little, but it'll be better for both of you when you figure this out. Yeah. No long, no reason to prolong it because you're afraid to have the conversation. Like you just have to do it. What is the amount of time that you're supposed to give the person who you're kicking out uh, to find a new place and sort of get back on their feet. I would say a month is generous. You leave them a month from the day you, the day you tell them it's over, you say you can be in the apartment for another month. You don't even say it like that. You don't say you can be here for another month. You'd be like, listen, like why don't we take a month to figure this out? If you don't want to live with me, I can, maybe we can take turns. I can stay with a friend for a week. Then you can stay with a friend. Or whatever. If you don't mind being here together, I don't mind. So let's like do that. 
I, I care about you as a person. I want you to find your way. So like, let's like try to make it happen. I'll help you. I'll help you find places like work. You know what I mean? It, it, obviously that it might be too complicated to do that way, but there's a, a variety of scenarios where it can work, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we've just listed a few. Um, and I think that there's something there for everybody to pick from. Yeah. I heard of a, of a, of a woman, um, a friend of a friend <laughs> <laughs> who had decided that she wanted to break up with her boyfriend who she lived with, mm-hmm. whom she lived with. And they, you know, he didn't see it coming. And she had known for a while that she wanted to do this. So she waited to tell him until the eve of a like two week trip that she was going away on. Oh, God. So that they wouldn't have to face each other in the wake oh, that's interesting. of this news, and then he could gather his things. That's actually not Maybe. a bad idea. I think that is the correct idea. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. You should try to schedule it around, unfortunately, a time when you know you can give the other person some breathing room to sort of organize their life and yeah. effects and all of that damn so that's what happened and then they broke up and it's all good she broke up with him then she went away and yeah damn i i just think man when you live together tough how do you detach i know everything from that i know my you know my mind as somebody who does we both live with our girlfriends obviously i hate to even think about it but my thought it would be because there's so much stuff that we co-own now, so much of the furniture, and I don't even know how we would. It's at this point, it's a divorce. It yeah, is, you yeah. know, you own things together. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because because the other thought I had is that like if theoretically. I said to my girlfriend, like, you can either move out or you can live here, and I'll move out. She might be able to keep living here. She would bring someone else in as a roommate, like a right. friend or two. Crazy. And and then I'm off to find my own way. Sounds like so such a pain in the you ass. Don't, you don't really know who the apartment goes to. Who would the apartment go to if you and Hillary broke up? Uh, I think she would be more likely to be able to afford it by herself. She also She also paid for most of the furniture. So, so like, so the, the, like, you know, I contributed, like we had a conversation before we moved in, how much is a good amount for us to spend on furniture? Yeah. We agreed on a number and then she was like, I'm going to additionally get more shit. Yeah. Don't be weird. Which I've, t- I've discussed that already. So ultimately I'd be reasonable. I would be like, obviously X, Y, and Z belong to you. Um, maybe I'll take this and then and then so there'd be that and then maybe we'd start dividing up some stuff mm-hmm. you know I have some skin in the game too you know I bought some things outright and then contributed to the overall cause again she obviously did much more so I think I would probably be the one moving out um it would be pretty bu- I would be pretty bummed out because she put this apartment together so nicely and then I would have to try yeah. to do it on my own and I'm I, sorry to I would even fail. to to play this game no, it's okay uh, it's not a very. It doesn't taste very good. <laughs> the idea of it is, is such a bummer. I mean, yeah, she's such a it's, great partner. Yeah, and you also just moved in, so <laughs> it's still so fresh and nice. I do. I don't even like having the apartment without her. I li- I don't like being in it without her. I wish oh no, no. I like. I haven't gotten to that point yet. Maybe it's because I was just away, mm. but I wanted to come back with her there. Absolutely. And the fact it's that a I, warm home. You want to come home where she's cooking a stew. I know, dude. Maybe she's pulling something out of the oven wearing oven mitts. How how cozy is that? How warm and comforting is that? Dude, it's so funny. Yeah. Uh well, listen, dude. Uh, you know, you guys have built an, an amazing life together. And uh as a result, I kinda wanna tell you that it, you should start thinking about some life insurance. <laughs> you absolutely should think about life insurance really because good. uh it's never too soon. We are working now with this incredible company, Policy Genius. It's they, an online marketplace yeah, it's uh, a, for uh, insurance, specifically about, for, we're, we're talking about life insurance here. Yeah. They have all different kinds of insurance, but life insurance is the thing that stuck out to us. Yeah. 
you can compare quotes. You can kind of get a good sense of what what's available in different policies. As I said, if someone relies on you, like for financial support, or if you're codependent with someone else, you, you need life insurance. It's not too soon at this point in our lives to to, to really get involved with that. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurancers insurers <clears throat> all in one place. And why would you compare them? Well, Julia. You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You and the thing s- to remember, too, is like the people, the agents who are working for Policy Genius, they're working for you, not for the insurance company. That's it. They're trying to find the best policy for you. So it's a nice way to go about it. Yeah. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. That's what you said. The license experts work for you. And that kind of service has earned Policy Genius an excellent rating on Trustpilot. Getting started is easy. Head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can find out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Policy Genius never sells your info to other companies. They don't add any extra fees. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Dude, getting back to the country was a pain in the ass. And I got to be honest, now at a time where all the restrictions are being dropped in America, like the idea of traveling overseas is far less appealing knowing that I can live a normal life here, why would I leave to go where I have to wear masks and do all this shit? Mm. Like you, you still have to take a test to get back into the country, which I think is so, which I think is stupid. Yeah. Why am I taking a test? I have the vaccine. What happened to the vaccine thing? Yeah. Like I understand the argument of did it, but if like a lot of people are vaccinated, it seems like overkill and that they should be changed. They should be dropping that. You've become anti COVID. Dude. I mean, at I this if point, got, if you get the vaccine, you, you become very, uh jaded about it totally and dude like the whole process of coming back was such a pain in the ass flying internationally can really be annoying like you end up in that check-in line where there's people like moving everything they have like everybody's checking in four fucking suitcases it takes an hour to get through that then on the actual plane like these people on the plane dude it's like they've never flown before they're just like talking constantly everybody's like coughing and yeah i'm getting elbowed in the head by people who like aren't aware of the personal space thing on a plane i'm like these people are fucking sheep, dude. This is dude, terrible. I, I eat sheep say, like you for lunch, literally. <laughs> I literally eat sheep like you for lunch. I have to say that fl- traveling internationally is when you're coming home, uh, sometimes it feels like the people that are on the plane with you are moving to America. I know. I think, I really think that's what was maybe happening. Because they are, they have suitcases who are these people at the airport who need like multiple carts to I carry the, the biggest baggage you've ever seen? Dude, I and the, I, totally. And it's almost like they've never flown before. The clapping thing's happening and also the like the father son holy ghost thing over and over and over. It's like, dude, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Let me ask you this. When you're flying internationally, are you flying do you get yourself like a premium economy seat or so it's funny. Extra leg room, anything no, like that? No, but like now I have like Delta status now since I was flying a lot during last year and everything rolled over. So I've been getting upgraded every flight and it's the greatest thing in the world. You get upgraded to what? First class usually. Come on. Nashville, I got upgraded to first class both flights. It was fucking amazing. But okay, so if the flight from the Galapagos to Ecuador, we had to change the flights because we wanted to stay in the Galapagos an extra day because otherwise we were going to be in this really dangerous city. We're like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the... The first class was actually less expensive than changing the economy. Oh, wow. So we paid for that. But the JetBlue flight back, obviously, a lot of the time, there isn't even an option for a nicer seat. But I absolutely would not have spent more money to upgrade. Mm. I'm pretty against that. I'll, yeah. fly in, I'll fly in coach. I don't care. What about you? Uh, if there is a, a if I'm flying overnight... I have. I am very anxious about the idea of at this point of flying coach overnight. Yeah, I mean, I'll do it. Yeah. I, I just don't. I don't. I haven't done it in a while. Totally, dude. But, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I tend to like get sick at the end of these trips. Like, I think like I'm not. I don't have. I'm not as resilient as I should be given the nature of these trips that I like to go on. However, I didn't sleep at all on this. It was an overnight flight. Yeah, I got in at 5 a.m. I took a two-hour nap. I then had an audition. I didn't go back to bed. And then I went to Raina's party Dude, the same day. It's just nuts. I know. Man. And I was actually fine. 
I couldn't believe it. And maybe it's because I slept 14 hours a day before, but it was six sleep, which doesn't count. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't see, this is my point. Like I realized that what I just said a moment ago may have sound very entitled it and, didn't. and privileged, it didn't. which is like, I don't want to fly coach overnight. My response, my, my answer to that is not to always be upgrading to business class. My answer is that I just have not been traveling. I right, stopped right, traveling. Right, right. Because it's too expensive right. to fly business class to Europe. Right. It's or wherever so the fuck you're going. Never, never. I, I don't I also have never been somebody who gets any of these crazy upgrades. Right. How much do you have to fly to get that? So man? I have the I have a credit card. I have an airline credit card, which automatically helps you get to a certain category because you can either do X amount or card spend. And I do everything on the credit card. So I easily hit the card spend. And then it becomes like you get an MQM bonus or something for Delta once you hit the card spend too. So it gets you halfway there. Mm. Then if you just buy a few flights, you automatically make it to status. What? What is status? What does so that like mean? once you have status, you are higher on the likelihood list of getting upgraded if there's extra seats in first class. They automatically start filling those people with people who have status. Wow. So there's like diamond, I think it's diamond, platinum, gold, silver. And I do. I'm silver. I don't even have good status, and I still get upgraded all the time. One time, I was flying to Scotland mm -hmm. to meet my dad to play golf. How fun is that? We do a. We, we used to do father son trips over there to play, and um, St Andrews. Yeah, the, the old course. <laughs> the, 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 when we had a caddy. Uh, we went up and played in the Highland Highlands at like Royal Dornock and and some of these other spots, and we had this caddy who said the most Scottish sentence I had ever heard. <laughs> we were talking about how expensive it is to come over and play golf in Scotland. And he's, he goes, you've got your caddy, your green fee, food. <laughs> uh, he goes, food. Uh, he goes, you buy a bib at the pro shop. He goes, it's a lot of candy. <laughs> a lot of candy. He's, yeah. That is awesome. Man. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I'm impressed. You got your caddy, green fee, food, <laughs> airfare, and the bib in the pro shop. It's a lot of candy. A lot of candy. Dude, it's funny how these guys have like a phrase that'll stick with you. Like, we had an Uber driver in Nashville who was like talking a lot, but he was really funny. And he said one thing that I won't forget. He goes, He goes, My doctor told me I got to get in shape. I told him. Round is a shape. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wonder how many times he's used that. Sort of like, that's a lot of candy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, very funny. So I on that flight, they I had a bought I had bought up I had bought a premium economy seat. Okay. Which had the most, you know, maybe extra three room. inches more of leg right. room and exit row the or something. Tiniest, tiniest little kickstand of a footrest <laughs> and i showed up at the gate and they t they told me i had been upgraded to business class fire and i thought somebody was i thought they were fucking with me and i thought well maybe my parents like as a gift mm -hmm. did this behind my back but no they were like wow well we had extras and you had this seat so we did it but that's the only time in my life that's ever happened that's amazing and I've flown a lot. Dude, I had really bad flight anxiety before this flight because the previous day, literally, I couldn't keep food in. Yeah, man. I, I don't know how you did that. And dude, so it was unclear to me if I was going to be ready to fly. So like, it was it was really stressful. Would you have stayed in that country? No. To No. And I'll tell you why, bro, because I would have missed the pod and I'm not willing to do that. So you would have sucked it up no matter what, how sick you are. You Shitting my pants, vomiting on the plane, I would have still come back for the boys. Wow. I'm serious. I'm serious. And I've done it before, dude. I was in St. Bart's and I got really sick and I stayed for like an extra five days. I couldn't come back. Wow. I was so, I got the fucking dengue fever, bro. Did you stay at the hospital? No, I stayed, I had a doctor come to the hotel to like help me. So but you no. had to add five days to a hotel in St. Bart's. Thank God I wasn't paying. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean. But it sucks for that. So actually they had the rooms. So like their family was coming. It's people I used to live with. So like some of them were there the first week, some of them were there the second week. So they had the room. I see. But I ended up just staying there for mad long. Um, but yeah. no, I I I could have afforded to because we did the Galapagos cheap. The rooms were cheap. It would have yeah. been fine. But I wouldn't have wanted to miss the pod. So I was obviously it gave me a lot of anxiety. Shout out to the guy who hooked you up in Panama. Oh, dude, fuck yeah, James. This is so funny. My parents love to tell me not to do things because I'm going to die. 
So anytime a stranger offers me something, they're like, you're going to get murdered. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this guy, James, he owns a global hotel, Panama. He saw that I was coming to Panama. He's like, dude, I got your room. It's on me. I was like, dude, that's amazing. Got us the room, but I was getting in at 5 a.m. So without even asking him, he knew that I was going to need two nights. Yeah. So he automatically gave me two nights. Wow. Then he goes, dude, I love, I was like, dude, we should meet up. He's like, I'm not trying to take too much time away from you and your lady since you're going to be in Panama. So I'd be down to meet for a drink or something, but I don't want to impose. I was like, oh, dude, it's not me and my lady. He's, I was like, it's me and, and my friend who's bringing a camera to film everything. He goes, oh, so you need two rooms. Gives us four nights for free. How about that? And treats us to dinner. Perks of the pod. To an Holy incredible shit. dinner. And this host, this hotel is really sick. So you guys are down there, check it out. But dude, fucking perks of the pod, baby. Perks of the pod. Dude, wow. the, op- the opening segment of that video is going to be me reading the text to, uh, uh, that my parents sent me in the insanely sick room. And then I'm in the <laughs> bathtub. It's going to be funny. Um, nice. But that was nice, dude. Well, dude, let me ask you this. I don't know if it's too deep in the episode to even go here because of how good of a thing this is. Should I save the update for the next episode or should I just go there? No, throw it in. You think I should throw it in? Yeah. Okay, listen to this. This is so fucking good. It's insane. Okay, so I don't know if you guys remember, in episode 163, Wow. we talked about me waiting in line at Best Buy for the new release. So Chris, I'd love it if you could throw in the audio from the Instagram clip right here. So in case you guys aren't familiar with this story, this is the story, the quick version of the story. I have this friend, Brent. We're in college and PS3 is coming out. Brent comes to me, he's like, like, there might be kind of big resale value here. Should we scope it out? So I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. I was like, I don't really have enough money to buy one because I think they were like 400 bucks. And he was like, don't worry. He's like, I'll stake you and like, let's go figure it out and like camp out and do it. So I was like, okay. So we go to like, it was a neighborhood on the outside of Boston that wasn't very nice. At Best Buy, we decided to post up. So we get there the day before and we get in line. They give you a ticket for your place in line just to guarantee your spot in line just in case it starts getting crazy we borrow our friend's car we're kind of like sleeping in the car taking turns going in and out of line it starts becoming crazy like there's all sorts of characters in this line at like three in the morning this like really sketchy guy appears and he starts scoping out the line and he comes over to me and he had like a big neck tattoo of like a musical note Mm. this guy was named miles and he goes hey man he goes how much for your spot in line he's like would you be willing to sell your spot in line and i'm like i might be you know i'm not totally sure yet but i might be so then everybody starts deliberating over whether or not that's a good idea it's like the resale value on these things is going to be huge. It might not be worth it. Mind you, like I don't have to put up any money to get this spot in line. In the morning, he comes back and he's like, would you be willing to part with your spot in line for $800 cash? And I was like, yeah. I immediately was like, I will do that. He pulls it out of his pocket, big stack of hundreds. And I'm like, that's never good. Breaks me off 800 bucks. I gave him the ticket and he goes, all right. He's like, he goes, but you got to come inside with me. And I'm like, okay. And Brent looks at me, he goes, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. He goes, you see the guys that guy's with? Like we look over there, these sketchy guys. We're like, oh my God. Right before we go in the store, I see the guy motion to his friends going, like like motioning for them to go around the back is what you would do. You go into Best Buy, you go in the back, get your PS4 or PS3, and then you walk out the back and that's how you get out. So we get in the store. Mind you, the guy kind of motions to his group to go out the, around the back. I'm like, fuck. Inside the store goes, how much did I give you for that? I was like, $800. He goes, mm, that was too much. He goes, we're going to take care of that when we get outside. Oh God. I was like, oh, oh my God. God. I, know. I was like, what have I got myself into? You that serious? wasn't a negotiation. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get my ass beat. Brent goes around back and he gets his and he goes out. And I text him. I'm like, dude, go to the car and I'm going to try to sneak away from Miles and I'm going to jump in the car and we're going to drive away. So he goes to the car. I'm like waiting. I'm like, when the fuck is he in the car? And finally he's like, I'm here, I'm here. I see him look the other way. I sneak back, run out to the car, speed away, get away with it. (gasps) And then for the next two months, I had friends of mine were pranking me from random numbers being like, it's Miles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but dude that is the only time that i did that waited in line and the ps3s did not have any resale value at all and bro at the time you know how much money that was for me i was oh, selling a- my blood for 50 dollars. yeah right <laughs> you were it was huge so the thing that started happening obviously is everybody started commenting this is miles this is miles haha this is miles um, this clip went pretty viral, not just on our page. A couple of people kind of like stole the clip and posted it on their shit. Mm-hmm. They tagged us. But so it got around. I'm in the fucking Galapagos just chilling. I get a message from Chris being like, and thank God while I was on the boat, I didn't have service, so I couldn't download this. And it was already a really stressful day. Like we were trying to change our flights. I couldn't get in touch with the airline. There was all this shit going on. We realized we needed COVID tests, had to figure out how to schedule that. And then I get this message from Chris. 
This is the message. Funny thing, dot, dot. Okay, so this message is from Mass Pike Miles. On Instagram. On Instagram. To the Oops account. Funny thing, dot, dot. I'm Miles, dot, dot. And I remember that moment like yesterday, dot, dot. I think it was the best buy in Dedham, 2006. Mass Pike Miles, dot, dot. Awesome story, dot, dot. It's not a full ellipses, no. but one period would have been much better. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of sixty-six percent ellipses. What there. is the sixty-six percent liberty that Miles has taken with the ellipses? <laughs> now, given the nature, I, I'm obviously skeptical. I'm like, it can't be him. I start looking at his Instagram. He has the musical note neck tap. It's a hundred percent him. I can't believe it. It's him. I'm like, oh my god, is he gonna like try to get the money? <laughs> What the fuck is going on? I was like, I need to try to get ahead of this. I cannot believe he actually saw this fucking clip. So I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? Like, so funny you saw the clip. Hope all is well with you. <laughs> and then I, I was like, I bet your son, who you bought the PS3 for, is a grown ass man now. Yeah. Like trying to kind of like lean into you're a family man now. Like, yeah. And dude, he replied. And he goes, he's actually in college. Funny shit is you couldn't have a, had a more trustworthy person to do business with. Someone famous actually sent me that clip and thought you couldn't have been talking about anyone other than me. And funny shit, it was. Dude, so Miles went on to have this big rap career. He was signed to Maybach Music. Are you serious? Yes. He did songs with Rick Ross and all these big rappers. Mass Pike Miles. Go check out his Instagram. Now he does jujitsu. When I saw the jujitsu, I actually felt a little better about the whole thing. I'm like, oh, this guy does jujitsu. It's all about discipline. It's not like cage fighting. If I saw it was cage fighting, I would have been stressed out. Yeah, jujitsu people don't come up to you on the street and break your arm with an arm bar. Yeah. And it sounds like Miles is fine with the fact that, you know, we did a business transaction. It's all good. At the time, I'm going to be honest, Miles, it did seem a little, I was a little stressed out in the situation. I think back on it, and I, I think I had reason to be. You did approach me at 3 a.m., <laughs> That's typically a time where dubious business is conducted. Yeah. Maybe you're a night owl. Who knows? Um, but I cannot fucking believe that the real Miles ended up hearing the story. It's incredible. I told him, I was like, dude, I owe you a drink. If you're ever in New York, hit me up. What a crazy full circle. Moment. I love it, man. Wow. That's a really good one. That's that's way better than the trouble I've gotten myself into <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> by people finding out that I was talking about them. <laughs> never been like ah oh, that was a funny story i think you're talking about me like you know by the way I, i've been a rapper now and now i do jujitsu it's usually like i have to yeah big trouble big trouble. dude can you believe it the neck it's so funny like the lesson that i learned now i got lucky in this situation that he had a good sense of humor because in the video i call him a sketchy guy I say this sketchy guy. Yeah. And you know, these kind of people who are, have a lot of cash, people who have a lot of cash on them tend to not have that good of a sense of humor. No, <laughs> you no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I'm talking about him at all, he could get upset about that potentially. <laughs> yeah. not, not to mention, I'm calling him a sketchy guy. I'm accusing him that he was trying to rob me for the money, mm -hmm. which he claims is not true. And it's nice to hear that. Um, that could have gone poorly. And I described him really well. This guy, Miles, with a neck tattoo. In the future, I'm going to not be so descriptive about the, <laughs> yeah. about the kind of people in these stories. Yeah. Because like, it's so funny that it got back to it. Probably safe. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, that's fantastic, Julio. I'm glad you're okay. And I'm glad uh, Mass Pike Miles has become a family man. Shout out to Miles. It's amazing, dude. I couldn't remember the specific place. I remembered it was outside of Boston. Dedham 06. How the fuck did he remember? Does he remember that? Guy's yeah. like an elephant. He has an elephant memory. It's like it meant a lot to him too. I know. It's like he's, you know, put it, put down a name on a list that day and was like, if I ever run into <laughs> the kid who screwed me out of that money for the PlayStation. And dude, we're both on the we were both on the come up. I mean, Miles must have already been about to kind of sign with Maybach music because Hustlin' Hustlin' had just come out. Yeah. And then I think Rick Ross started signing people not that long after, you know, famously Wale, Meek Mill. Uh, there's other pe other people too that I, I can't think of, um, but it's crazy that Miles was ended up being in the mix. Wow, have you listened to any of his music? No, but apparently he sings. I think he's like he he would do hooks oh, for the songs. Cool. Uh, thus the musical note, I guess. Wow. 
Um, Pretty but cool shout man. out to Mass Pike, Mass Pike Mouth. Francis said something hilarious. He goes, dude, his name might as well have been like Best Buy, Mass- like Best Buy Boston guy, 06. <laughs> I've told three different people like that and they've died of laughter. It's really funny, dude. Uh, love it, dude. Oops awesome. the fucking podcast, baby. Yeah, man, that's it. Full circle. Guys, oops the podcast. Uh, really fun to be back in the saddle. Uh, we enjoyed doing this episode. We enjoyed doing every episode and we thank you all very much for listening. Hit us up on Instagram at oops, the podcast. I'm at not Julio. He's at Francis CCL. Send us your stories to oops, the podcast at gmail.com. We will read them and get back to you. Even if we don't end up reading them on the air. Uh, we love hearing your stories. We love giving you advice. Uh, so thanks for everything. And, uh, that's it. And thanks to everyone who joined us for the, uh, the happy hour last night oh, yeah, on Patreon. Fun. That was really great.